0: Welcome to the Beer Sec Ops Podcast. Yeah, I said beer. Some had to go to make room for beer, and it wasn't going to be sec, was it? And now we need those ops guys, so sorry, Dev. Beer Sec Ops will be having conversations with cybersecurity industry influencers and frontline DevOps warriors to help provide us with a cloud-native security blanket to those who are treading lightly into our hazy Dev Sec Ops world of rainbow-shundering unicorns. I'm your host, Steve Jagger, and my guest today is Timely. It is none other than Michael Mann. And, uh, oh, hold on, hold on. No, not that Michael Mann. Not the director of the hacking epic black hat starring Thor, who hacks and kung-fus his way out of tight situations. No, not that one. The other Michael Mann, even more special. The creator and organizer of the DevSecOps London Gathering meetup. Now he is a DevSecOps guru and DevOps and security integrator by trade as well but what I wanted to talk to him about was his meetup and and how you create a meetup like that would drive something like that to give so much back to the community. And why this is timely is because he just won a very well very impressive award. He won DevSecCon security leadership award specifically the outstanding DevSecOps community. He won that for his DevSecOps Lemon Gathering meetup. And it's great to see that he's been recognized for the efforts um, that he's been putting in. And this is what we talk about over the next 30 minutes, is how do you create a meetup at all from nothing? How do you nurture it? How How do you expand it? How do you build that community? And where does he see it going in the future? So here we go. Michael, thank you very much for being on um, the podcast, which now has a name. Uh, it's called Beer Sec Ops for what, for what that's worth. And um, yeah, it's, it's really cool to have you. I, I, we met earlier in the year uh, at, a, at a really nice sushi place. Uh, and since then, I've been to a bunch of the meetups. And I actually did, you're kind enough to let me do a talk at one of your, your, your birthday meetups, which is very, very nice. But what I'd really I'd like to start the show off with um, kind of handing over to you and letting you tell me a little bit about yourself. That's that's cool, and then kind of leading your history into security and DevOps and coding and anything in that world. Uh, what led you towards your position now as as one of the the you know leaders in DevSecOps in London and, and the meetup and the, the gathering that you run? So can I can I ask you to give you a, a kind of a quick origin story, if you will?
1: Sure, sure. That's fine. Uh, thanks for having me here, Steve. So um, my name is Michael Mann, M-A-N. I'm not the executive producer of Miami Vice, just in case you Google me and ah. spell my surname incorrectly.
0: I'm to talk um, to my producer about this. this is
1: ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been in the IT industry for over twenty years, so I'm an old man. Um, and a few years ago, so five years ago, actually, there was a conference uh, called DevSecCon run by uh, a nice gentleman called Francois um, talking about DevSecOps. Uh, I missed the first one by a day, so I was quite gutted about that. But I've been to every single one since then. And after attending the first conference, I was looking around the community to see if there was any local chapters or tech meetups Something that takes place a bit more frequent, drawing parallels to DEFCON, for example. So you've got the Vegas annual pilgrimage, but in most cities, there's a local chapter. So in London, DC 4420, as an example. So when I was looking around for a DevSecOps local chapter or community event, I couldn't really find one. So I had a midlife crisis and I thought, let me try and start one up. And, and then I stopped because <laughs> it's it's like. How do I go about doing this? So I have to find a venue, probably need to feed and water by uh, the attendees. How to find mm. speakers? What do we talk about? I don't really consider myself as an expert in this area, but I'm passionate about it. And so... The idea kind of parked in the back of my mind for a few months but during that time i was kind of bouncing the idea of my contacts and friends within the industry and so uh, as i was talking to a friend from a vendor um, i'm not sure what the protocol is with naming vendors here so I, i won't name the vendor but for people that have attended my meetup they should know who i'm talking about so a vendor friend offered a lending hand he said i will sort out the venue And the food and drinks, you just sort out the agenda and the speaker. So I thought, well, that solved half my problems, which is Mm. great. And it leaves the more interesting side of organizing for me to sort out. So in true Agile DevOps way, I (laughs) kicked off a a first session where I only invited, I think about, uh, I think there was 12 of us at the event, but they were everybody I knew very well. (laughs) Um, Right i had two speakers and uh i just really wanted a taste of running a a meetup uh, and the way i went about it was as if i was running a business meeting as part of my day job to try and sort of ease my way in that went well uh, the content was amazing but that's thanks to the speakers as opposed to myself and, and that was our, our first event uh september 2017. so after that i got introduced to numerous other people's the meetup.com community portal. And it kind of just kicked off from that, really. Each year, so we celebrate the meetup. So I call it a anniversary event. It's an extended meetup, which I typically run from 12 o'clock noon to 9 p.m. So it's kind of like free meetups meshed up in one day. It's not a conference. I don't charge people for it. So nobody needs to pay to to come and i try to provide back to the community through what i call giveaways so they're not prizes per se, but they could be conference tickets or books that I get other organizations or individuals to provide to the members of the of the gathering, as I like to call it. So that's that's kind of a very brief high level history of the meetup.
0: Okay, cool. So did you come from a security background or maybe a technology and coding background or primarily before you got into this? Oh, oh yes, I I forgot all about answering <laughs> part of the question. Uh, I apologise.
1: Uh, yes, so um, I've always wanted to be in, in security. So I came across a book when I was at university called Masters of Deception. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you can still buy it, uh, but so you can find it on Amazon or, or whatnot. But it was a it was a n- fiction type book talking about two cyber gangs in New York um, based on real. Uh, real events, actually, so it's not fiction. Uh, there was a hack called Fiber Optic. There was two gangs called Masters of Deceptions and Legends of Doom. Hopefully, I've got those names right. But that kind of sparked my interest in, in security. Been in security over 20 years. Traditional background in terms of infrastructure, networks, that side of things. Obviously, there was elements of application security, but not hardcore coding. So I did some commercial coding, but... To be honest, I didn't really enjoy it, couldn't get my head around it. But the last five, six years, uh, I've kind of consciously stayed within the AppSec DevOps space Uh, and now what we currently call DevSecOps, Uh, I I guess, if I was to use
0: marketing buzz terms. Uh, you started it so I'll I'll touch on the marketing buzz term of DevSecOps in a moment I want I kind of want to go back to that original meetup where you had 12 people involved and they were all part of your community already which I'm sure if you've established enough contacts within London in that community to get 12 to go to a meetup you're already off to a pretty flying start because I'm not entirely sure I can pull that off but um, you know and if it's if it's a vendor just say a vendor but I'm curious who did your first two talks like what they were about because that might be Getting somebody to come to meeting number one and and do a talk that must be difficult for you and perhaps daring for the uh for the presenter. <laughs> so I I didn't use the word DevSecOps. I like to
1: phrase it in such a way that it's anybody involved with factoring security as part of their delivery work. So it mm-hmm. could be a project, pro- uh, product design. So it's, it's anybody. So it doesn't have to be the techies. It doesn't have to be the developers. So the first two people that spoke at the gathering, one was a project manager. So it was her experience of championing security controls into her delivery and speaking to the tech teams and, and naturally the security team as well to make sure that they they work together and, and include security as part of the technical solution that she was delivering. Uh, The other speaker is an independent consultant. He has a very vast background in different industries, so financials as as well as payments. He has a dev background, but wanted to kind of segue into security. So when I came across him as part of my day job, uh, he fitted into that sort of security champion, embedded security SME type role. Um, so I thought he would be a good person to, to approach and see if he was willing to share some of his experience.
0: Wow, okay, so it, sound, it sounds like you kind of hit the jackpot like straight out of the box because they, they sound like ideal people, people who are have that firsthand development experience. And then you've got the other perspective of, and perhaps uh, a bit of a rare find, to find a project manager who actually takes security seriously and is trying to push that or champion that left other cliche. So do you think that from when you started two years ago, and if I, I'm going to tap back into that that phrase again, DevSecOps, it's become a thing. I mean, if you said you didn't use the phrase at the start, uh, and it certainly is well known only two years later, has there been a development or an acceptance of that as a, as a common term? So the phrase was being used a couple of years ago already, so hence
1: the conference DevSecCon. It was quite interesting. So, when I first came across the DevOps culture movement concept uh, five, six years ago, obviously I was the security resource that was parachuted into that team. Uh, I I was talking to colleagues within that team to say, well, how how do I fit in? I'm I'm security. Where does that fit in in terms of the name? Uh, And so we were toying with different combinations and DevSecOps was one of those, but it obviously we didn't promote that term or anything at at that point in time, but it's quite interesting how other people within the industry have labeled uh, the current movement uh, as DevSecOps and and use that. So I mean, devseccon has been running for five years, so clearly this term has been about for for more than that time now.
0: So it's, it's definitely maturing. I, I know there's a lot of um, a lot of people kind of, I don't know, I it, actually, if you listen to one of the other podcasts where we've got, I've, there's different people with different opinions about whether it's becoming things like its own silo. Like, for example, you're talking <laughs> about a, an age-old struggle of DevOps, and here you are in, in your... In your silo over here saying, well, I'd like to fit into your world because I think if we were to follow the DevOps practices, I should actually be part of that. And I'm wondering, in your experiences working with large organizations, have you ever come across where it has become its own thing, which is kind of not the point? Well,
1: in large organizations, like with anything,
0: people use uh,
1: words or specific terms, but the level of understanding with embracing that, uh, that meaning is uh, some, a lot of times it's quite shallow, shall we say. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, speaking to different people during, during the course of this year within the communities, recruitment agencies, people running projects, uh, etc., there kind of seems to be um, three types of roles or sets of responsibilities. I don't know who's defining this or moving it, but it, it's kind of happening. So there's one type of DevSecOps person, that needs to uh, deliver inf- infrastructure. So, using buzzwords such as uh, infrastructure as code and, uh, and automation comes into everything. There's those sorts of people, people with those so- sorts of skills. So, using Terraform, using Vault for secrets management, or, or other types of solutions, but creating that environment, that underlying platform. So, drawing back to the old world, that that will be your your server team or or your network team to provide that foundation. Then there's uh, another type of DevSecOps role where it's very traditional AppSec. So those are the people that will work with the development teams to absorb, review, triage, remediate the findings from different security testing exercises. Let that be static code analysis through to traditional pen testing. And then what's the third one, uh, which is, I guess, kind of newish, uh, are people who have experience with designing and implementing security code testing tools and integrating those into the various div- uh, delivery pipelines. So that could be a, a centralized instance or it could be a pattern that's reusable by local delivery teams, um, but through automation, because um, the centralized team has come up with um, a, c- a container or deployment scripts, uh, et cetera, for them to actually instantiate uh, um, that capability for, for their own consumption.
0: Ah, interesting perspective. So in a way, the, the, the concept of creating a new culture of DevSecOps, which I think some people would argue was, is a little bit like the DevOps idea of culture, As a result created something that was already there the 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 ability to perform with the capabilities required to have a have an integrated security throughout but then also the people who are there to consume the result of those capabilities and both of which can be defined perhaps by the phrase DevSecOps
1: yes exactly so there isn't a single I mean obviously if um if you can do all three then you're the unicorn and any organization <laughs> that actually yeah. uh, taps you up, then, then good for them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. I, th- I think that's hopefully provided clarity to a lot of people who would, who would be listening to get that you know, that those sort of answers to that that understanding of the phrase because there's people have talked about Sec DevOps and devs, you know, trying to reorient and and. Wondering whether DevOps as an engineer is is even a position, but I I think there's a good argument to suggest that you know it's okay to use this as terminology, even if you're talking about a role. Uh, so I I'm going to take a step back into the the gathering again. How big is um, the DevSecOps London now, two years later?
1: Uh, so we're just shy of fifteen hundred members.
0: Wow, that's better than twelve.
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed. So. Um, uh, when I was introduced to uh, the meetup platform, um, it was something very new to me, and I it has some capabilities to give you some some utilization stats, etc. When I had a community dinner. I think around Easter time in 2018, one of the questions that was posed to me after it, uh, I introduced myself and said I organise a community meetup, et cetera, et cetera, was, oh, how, how many members do you have? And it wasn't a data point or a figure I ever thought about until it was brought up in that dinner. So ever since that that dinner, I've kind of kept an eye on it. Uh, and so part of the uh, first year anniversary of, of the gathering one of the slides i used to inch, to kick off the event was to illustrate the the adoption over the last 12 months and and where we sat in in terms of overall number and and if i do a, a search on the meetup platform or through google how do we from a size point of view how do, how do we compare to to other community gatherings etc not not from a competitive point of view but Purely just out of interest, how, how we've actually grown uh, as a community uh, in London.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's nice to know whether you could do more, or or, or whether it's it seems exceptional because it indicates the interest level in this in this sort of world. No. Uh, and out of curiosity, where were you after twelve months? Do you remember? Uh, we're about just shy of eight hundred. Wow, that's really good. You know, the pressure's on now. You're going to have to hit three thousand by next year. <laughs> Not that it's competitive.
1: <laughs> i, I I'd rather not focus my, my energy on, on that. But what's also been amazing is that um, there's also other community events championing the DevSecOps movement. So there's one in Netherlands. Uh, so my good friend Dominic, he, he runs that. He actually flew in from the Netherlands to, to the UK to attend uh, a couple of our, our gatherings. Um, so I was really chuffed, and obviously he, he reached out to me prior to say he was flying in. Um, so when he when he did attend, I I, I caught up with him and he expressed um, the intent to start one up out there, uh, which is great. Uh, and I actually went out there last year to to support his second event, so very happy with that. There's also another community meetup, uh DevSecOps Manchester, so uh, another one in the UK up north. Uh, where my, my other good friend, uh, Anthony, he, he started out earlier this year and he was kind enough to invite me up to um, be one of the speakers in his first event.
0: Wow, that's really cool. So so there's three. Are, are these all off the back of your original? N- no, I, I wouldn't like to take <laughs> that. Well, excluding DevSecCon, but is, <laughs> are they in a, in a way inspired, let's say?
1: I I, I think people have this... Um, the same ideas. I I don't think I inspired anybody, but it's a community. And by the name of our gathering, I'm just kind of concentrating on London. Uh, Yes, lots of people have asked if I stream or record events. I I try to do that where possible. But if other people are starting other community meetups, then then that's great. And I, I will try and help and support as much as I can.
0: I think it's just, it's really cool to see that the people are taking the ball and running like in other areas because I certain well, I don't, unfortunately for me, I don't live in London, so I have to, I have to catch the, uh, these things as and when I can I can sneak into them, but I'm happy to start the uh, DevSecOps Grantham. I would probably be the only member for quite some time, but uh, <laughs> I can probably kick off that, that particular chapter. Were there any major milestones you've experienced over the two years where you, other than, other than realizing how big it's growing that you thought, wow, like, this is really cool. We just got this person to speak, or we just saw this or this particular thing happened. Is there anything that, that comes to mind?
1: So I, I think I've been really lucky over the last two years with finding venues, venues, or also finding speakers as well. What we did, um, so during the first year, as I was learning the duties of an organizer, I've kind of developed my own style or or format, should I say, not style, uh, format of running the event. And uh, the first year was very much uh, the traditional speaker type format. So I would uh, get uh, one or two speakers to come up and, and they will present their topic. I stress that it needs to be an interactive session. So there's two things I don't really like. So short talks, so 20 minutes, half an hour. I mean, there's room for those talks, but for our gathering, I prefer longer sessions and they need to be interactive. So I prefer people to interject as the presentation is going on. Because if, if you've got a question at that point in time, if you don't ask it then you kind of lost the drive the momentum and if especially if you have to park it at the very end so longer talks needs to be interactive and then during the course of the first year that's kind of because of my requirements those those two requirements i, I guess it's kind of driven the format of the event uh, to be predominantly a single talk event uh, as opposed to two or three. Um, I'm also conscious that a lot of people have worked all day and not everybody lives in London, so they probably want to go home. So my personal opinion is if a talk extends beyond eight o'clock, then it wouldn't attract uh, the type of people that would, would come because it, it's it's quite difficult to always escape halfway through a talk as well. I don't think it's real rude if you need to go, but but it may be perceived that way. However, for, for this year, 2019, I've alternated the format. So one month, it will be the traditional speaker type format. The second, the other month will be what I call a hot topic panel discussion format. So there's uh-huh. a, it's a, it's a bunch of words there, clearly. I haven't coined it, right? No. But basically, I, I find uh, a few people acting as the panelists, but it's not a traditional panelist discussion they're not the only people doing the talking they will actually they're there to actually help me kick off and facilitate the discussion with the audience so it becomes a group discussion i don't moderate the discussion i mean we start off with a with a topic um, so uh, that's either through through voting offline or I, if i feel strongly about a particular topic then I'll, I'll bring that up and make sure that panelists are are geared up for for that topic but as the discussion develops, I, I, I kind of let the people do what they want, go down whatever rabbit hole they, they wish. So hope, my intention there is hopefully everybody that kind of contributes, chips in or even just listen. They have some good takeaways from the session. If I was to moderate it, then uh, personally, I'm a bit lazy. So that's that's too much work for me. Um, but it's kind of con- constraining the flow of the thinking and, and conversation.
0: Okay, I'm going to disagree with the lazy comment. Uh, <laughs> Sign to yourself, because nobody starts a meetup and, and grows at this rate. It can be considered lazy, but I, I understand. I understand what you mean. Sometimes moderation. You're not there. You know. I don't want to stifle the conversation. And I, I mean, I I've, I've, I've been to as many as I can get to of your of your presentations, and um, I went to one where the if you remember the slide deck didn't work, and oh, yes. I, it was fantastic. Like it just ended up being a discussion that probably could have gone all night about, you know, that particular subject. So actually, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't help but say it works. And the idea of having a, a panel of people who can then perhaps steer the perspective into different directions would be, you know, which sounds really good.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've had lots of good feedback, but it's always quite easy to give positive feedback to an organized organizer. Uh, if it's negative, then you're probably just Storm out and go home, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> True, <laughs> perhaps. So, how's the uh, what's what's year three uh, going to look like? I, I've seen glimpses of your your your, your plans. Uh, are you allowed? To, are you allowed to disclose them? Here on the- oh, of course, of course.
1: I, oh, I've okay. been talking about it at at event yeah. um, the last few events. Um, so, to make my life easier for for year three, say twenty twenty. I'm, uh, I've i decided that I should have a theme for the year, and that kind of helps me drive agenda and find the right speakers. Uh, so it's always a chicken and egg type situation as an organizer. So do, do you find the right speakers and check their availability to, before you find a venue, or do you find a venue first? It's like, oh. But anyway, so for 2020, <laughs> what I've decided is that, um, so lots of people talk about, digital transformation, microservices, let's move away from monolith architecture, all that sort of good stuff. And um, I'm sure there's plenty of YouTube videos and papers written about this, but not everybody has that level of exposure, especially hands-on exposure, sort of experiencing that type of transformation program in any organization, large or small. So I want 2020 to kind of drive out that fictitious transformation program. Um, so, the first session in January, which I found the venue, found speakers, uh, obviously decided on the topic, um, is to kick off 2020. And that's basically define, discuss uh, monolithic microservices architecture. What's the drivers behind that? What's the security angle with uh, making that jump as well in terms of security controls within the business applications, but also, no, um, so the, the mono to micro uh, is the subject for the first talk, but I, I kind of build on to that. So the next two sessions, so session two and three, that talk then talks about um, different types of front-end clients. So uh, oh. session two will be your traditional web client. So how how has that changed over the course of the last few years in terms of technology? How has security testing had to react to the change of those technologies? So So again, as with most vendor-type solutions, there's always a lag in terms of what they can actually cover uh, Mm. and what's actually been introduced and adopted in in the industry uh, as a new piece of technology. The third session will be uh, around mobile applications. So everybody has at least one mobile phone. Everybody's on their mobile phones. It's a computer. (laughs) Um, So what are the security aspects of developing, delivering security in a, a mobile app? And how does it Typically interact with uh, a, a microservices type architecture.
0: Wow, it sounds really. I, it sounds it sounds awesome. Is it so? The planning that you're putting into 2020, where you have your your overall theme, you're building subject matter, and then as a result, building uh, speakers that can cover those subjects along the way. Is this something you look back now and think, I wish I'd done that in 2018 and 19?
1: Oh yes, yes. So. <laughs> 2017 was was very easy my my pipeline in terms of uh, venue and speakers was like three months in advance so it was quite cushy relatively speaking 2018 was a bit uh, was a bit hit and miss at certain points in time so it became quite stressful for me so right. i didn't i didn't appreciate that stress i don't want that stress i don't want it to be stress stressful otherwise i'll, I'll give up running the event So, to make 2020 easier for me and more interesting, hopefully for for the members, um, I've come up with this uh, cunning plan.
0: No, I think it benefits you and it benefits the people who want to attend as well because it's given me and given other people who are fans, let's use the term, uh, something to look forward to. and, And certainly, if I'm lucky, I'll, I'll get to participate uh, as much as possible and maybe even do any of the talks that I, I can hopefully do something around. So that's uh, that sounds really awesome. I don't know immediately that I've seen another meetup in London with that level of organization. It's, well, there's, uh, there's
1: plenty of great meetups in London. Um, oh yeah. If, uh, I, I mean, um, well, I, but, I give shout outs uh, during, during my, during my, my intro uh, for each session, uh, I, I believe. I, I need to share and expose other meetups uh, so that people are aware. Um, it's a community thing. It, you don't have to just, it's not all about our meetup.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, in fact, I was going to ask you to, to give shout outs to other meetups that being somebody who was involved in the scene that you would recommend because I would actually like to talk to the people who organize those on this podcast as well.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's quite a few I I I, I follow. Um, good friends with uh, a lot of the other organisers. So from a pure tech focus type event, so obviously Docker London, Kubernetes London, uh, the Cloud Native Meetup is is, is massive. <laughs> um, obviously, uh, the cloud hosting providers centric type meetups. they you know, GCP, AWS, etc., Azure as well. So Microsoft as a community meetup type office in, in the city where uh, a lot of meetups take place. So they're not specifically Microsoft ran and organized meetups. Um, so yeah, you know, if, if, if I chose and if they allow, uh, I, I can host one, one of our events there as well as an example. Um, so for the technology specific type meetup, uh, for the for the others, so obviously OWAS is a big community. So the, there's the OWAS London chapter, there's the OWAS Wea, uh, which is relatively new. So we have been uh, women in AppSec to encourage more female members to to join the cybersecurity community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of on that note, there's uh, LLHS, so Ladies of London Hacking Society. So that's been running for just over a year now. They're just shy of uh, just shy of one thousand members. So uh, amazing event. The next one is happening this week. So I guess by the time this podcast is being published, uh, the event would have happened already. But it's talking about container security.
0: Uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's really that's really that's a lot. And I I find that when I'm when I'm in London, I I use Meetup and I look for what's happening tonight. There's it's almost always something that you can go to in the evening in terms of the different meetups. It's, it's really, I feel a bit spoiled when I'm there in terms of some of the really great content that's available.
1: Yeah, it's it's an amazing place. Lots of uh, volunteers like myself running these community meetups. Uh, just to give another shout out, there's there's a not sure what the right word is, but one of my good friends, uh, Dom, uh, who runs Docker London, uh, she's also started um, what's called Meetup Mates. So if you're kind of new in town or don't know anybody and you want to go to a particular meetup and you kind of want to go in as a group uh, and meet new friends and whatnot, so if you tap up Meetup Mates... Uh, then they'll have a drink or two prior to actually going to the event. So therefore there's a, there's a crowd of you going to the meetup. So that's that's uh, worth looking into.
0: And that's awesome because there's a lot of people who are traveling through London and they don't know anybody and they might want to go to the, the meetup and, and actually create a, have a sort of a mini community and that they can establish with before they, they go. That's awesome. Yeah, I've seen her advertise that at a, a few different meetups. It's a really, really brilliant idea. All right, cool. I'm going to ask you then one last question. What do you think has been maybe the biggest challenge in, in getting this the meetup started or over the course of trying to create the infrastructure around it. I mean, whether it's been trying to get venues or whether it's been trying to get the word out.
1: Again, I think I've been very lucky. Um, as the gathering has grown, um, naturally I've uh, it's attracted a lot of people that kind of want to piggyback off uh, the growth um, to, to gain free marketing or, or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, the people that has been supporting the gathering through uh, providing the venues, sponsorship of the refreshment, providing the giveaways such as the conference tickets and books, etc. they've all been very good silent partners. They've not demanded anything from me. So as, as part of my small gesture of, of giving back, um, as part of the my kickoff intro talk at each session, I do give them a shout out and, and how they've contributed to the gathering.
0: Okay, awesome. That's really good to hear <laughs> because that shows there's a really solid community around you and maybe traditional challenges that something that might be making somebody in another city hesitate to do something similar that it's, it's good to know that there's, there's going to be volunteers and there's going to be a, a positive atmosphere. That's going to make some of those challenges go away. Yeah. All right, Michael, thank you very much. Um, I'll end there. Uh, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. I really appreciate the meetups that you run, the, the DevSecOps environment that you've created for people like myself and many, many others to attend and enjoy the, the subject matter that you bring. Um, so thanks very much. I look forward to, to 2020 and the, in this incredible plan that you've got you've got laid out super thanks for having me and that has been this episode of beer sec ops podcast powered by Aqua security i've been your host steve jaguer thanks for listening and we'll see you next time